if you would open your Bible, if you would please, the sermon notes, if you have them, and we're going to take 20 minutes, thereabout, maybe 25 on a good day. And I want to talk today um, about something that's really cool, and um, then I want to make sure that I introduce you, don't let me leave without introducing you to some cool people who, who have been away for a while, but they're here, and um, I'll do that in a little bit. Well, um, yes, I will, because I want to get to business here. Open your Bible, if you will, please. Judges chapter 14. Today, uh, we are going to continue our study. Repeat the topic with me, please. The overall theme for the month. Say, rethink, rethink. The, road you are on. the road you're on. Every now and then in your life, you need to rethink the road you are on. The road you're on could be a profound indicator of where you're going. And if you're trying to go north and you're on the road going south, you'll never get to the place you're trying to go in your life, you'll never get there because you're going the wrong way. In our beginning of our year, we started with a question. And my goal this year is to answer one question. When you look in the mirror, if that's not the person you wanted to be, what happened? What happened to you? What stopped you from becoming that person? For the first four months, three months, I've been talking about that. I talked about what happened to me for one month. I talked about what happened to my family, what happened to my children. And I plowed my way through a discussion, what happened to my money. And so in those four, four series, I, I wanted to answer the question, what happened to me? And we just plowed through that. Then now we're answering a second part of the question, the next part of the year, what to do about what happened to me? So what happened to me? So what do I do about it? I feel sorry for myself. I can fall over and, and, and quit and give up, or I can figure out what to do. Well, the first thing we're going to do is rethink everything. Say it with me, please. Come on. Rethink. And that's what we did last month. We rethought everything. I challenge you to go home and rethink everything. Pull a car on the side of the road, take the seats out, and sit there and think it through again. Once you rethink everything, you have to get more specific. And that's what we're doing this month. Rethinking the road we're on. When you get in the car with somebody, you always ask the question, where are you going? And is this the road that will get you there? And so I started with what I call a road test. Just, just sort of a, a test you can ask yourself. Something that will help you focus. And before I give you my road test, I want you to understand the four things I hope to talk about this month. Four things. Number one, we talked about last week, families. Rethink the road your family's on. And I talked about that. And you need to go back and listen to it. It's online. You can listen to it. It's a great teaching. I think it helps you rethink a number of profound things about family. Then to this week, we talk about relationships. Rethink your relationships. Next week, we're going to talk about Fathering on the right road. Fathers who father, are you fathering the right way? Some inter interesting thoughts. If you have a relationship with your father, I have had some most in the most incredible conversation with people about fathers. Doing my research and what was a father, what was your father experience like? What's the job description of a father? All that next week. It's going to be really interesting. You don't want to miss it. And women, this will help you. Help you relate to um, your kids, your own issues with your father. It's going to be a great study. Then the last week, I'm going to talk about business. Rethink the business road you're on. Why can't you make money? Why are you broke? Will you ever get to your dream? I think a lot of believers will never get there. The way they think, the way they process, they can't, they can't ma manage the business and the ministry. A lot of churches struggle with that. And so if you're not going to be here physically, stream in. You can see it. Or go online and you won't miss it. Go to the website, click on Church Online, and there it is, all lined up for you, all for free. Everybody say free. free. 
It's all good. Let me, if I can, today, though, give you what I gave you last week, which is what I call the, the right road test. Say that with me, please. Come on. The right road test. This is to see if you're on the right road or not. First of all, ask yourself, where has this road that you're on right now taken you so far? Has it taken you where you wanted to go? Are you where you thought you'd be this time in your life? If so, you're on the right road. Second question, second test. Where will it take me if I continue on this road? If I continue on this road, where will I end up being? Third question, third test. How much control do I have on this road? Am I on a road that's out of control? Bumps everywhere, potholes everywhere. This is not the road that will get me to where I want it to be. Fourth question, what happened to others who traveled this road? You know a friend, a cousin, somebody else who's on drugs, where did it take them? The road they're on. Where'd they end up? Robbing stuff, gang banging, going from bed to bed. What, how did that benefit them? I mean, if it works, stay on the road. If it doesn't work, pull over for a minute and consider a new road. And then here's the last question. Who do you allow to talk you off the road? Is there anybody that can stop you? It's so easy to get lost and not realize that the process you're using to find certain things just don't work, which brings me to today's topic. Repeat this with me, please. So is your love life, is your love life on, the right road? on the right road? Now, don't ask your neighbor, because they might not like that question. <laughs> is your love life on the right road? Man. Here's a question. Has anybody ever here dated a turkey? All victims of dating a turkey, raise your hand are turquettes. <laughs> now, you didn't all respond, but we're going to try this again. If you've ever dated somebody and you look back and said, that was a mistake, raise your hand. Now, I'm just curious, what, what, was, it, what was it that you learned that made you decide this was a bad decision? What was it that you did wrong that made it a bad decision for you. What did you do wrong? Give me one word. What did you do wrong? Raise your hand, tell me. What did you do wrong? I, I rushed it. I like that. I rushed it. Somebody else, what'd you do? Didn't think it through. Yes. Paid more attention to how fine he was. <laughs> Say it playing here. He was fine. He cannot be crazy. This is impossible. I didn't listen to your parents. <laughs> Let's all be silent. They're right there for just a moment. Let's let them. Somebody else. What didn't you do? You didn't listen to God. Yeah, there you go. That's all right. It's so easy if you look back now to see what you did wrong. To understand that in making these choices, you didn't really process well. So let me ask you a couple of other questions. What is your process for looking for love? These are questions I think if you think them through, it'd help you in your love journey. What is the process? Do you gotta go to a club and kind of look around and see who speaks to you first? Whoever winks at you, hey. That must be the one right there, right? How, how has your love picking gone so far? I mean, out of 10, five, okay, how many love picks have you made? You know, let's, let's make it five, just five. Okay, three? How has it gone so far? You always end up picking the same person. Just in a different dynamic. I love that. Somebody said pretty much. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I'll give you, I'll give you a reason why I think we do that. That's what we're used to. 
That's the, we like cinnamon, we like, we like barbecue flavor people. So we, <laughs> we, we tend to always pick barbecue flavor people because that's what we like. And sometimes what we like is not necessarily healthy for us. Can we say amen? amen. And of course, do you allow anybody to devise you? The answer is no. Most of the time, when your love cranks up, it's over. Once you, I'm in love, it's over. There's no discussion. There's nobody that can speak to you. There's nobody that can stop you because when you're in love, you're in love. And so it begins to be this pressure to stay on the road. And sometimes you are on the wrong road. And I thought it'd be great to go back and pull out a guy we've talked about before, but from a different angle. His name is Samson. Samson's love life was a mess. And Samson's love life was a great example of what you do <laughs> and what you shouldn't do. It's what you do to get yourself in trouble. It's an amazing story. He's a guy with more than just muscles and a guy that can do more than lift things. He had this really big challenge with picking the right people to be in his life. And it all starts in Judges chapter 14, verse 1. If you look there, I want to show you real quick what he did. Now, Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah. Samson went down to where? Timnah. And he saw, he saw, he what? Saw. Big word. He what? Saw. saw. One more time. He did what? Saw. saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, that's like saying he saw a woman who was a crip. Philistines were like bad people. They were, at least for Israel, they were bad people. They didn't get along, and they, it was, it's a lot of wars between them. And, you know, remember, um, Goliath was a Philistine, right? This, this just wasn't a good relationship. So he goes down to a part of the neighborhood that, you know, he probably shouldn't have been in, and he, he sees this woman. He doesn't talk to her. He doesn't get her name. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't have her cell phone number, nothing like that. This guy just sees this woman, and when he sees her, he says, ah, that's the one. Love it. First Sight. You ever did that? Love it. First sight. Now, here's a problem. Uh, he goes home and he can't just go get her because the culture won't allow him. Your, your parents had to be a part of it. You couldn't just go get the woman. So what he does is this. He goes to his parents, his mother and his father. In verse two of Judges chapter 14, he went and told his father and mother, saying, I have seen, seen, seen a woman in Timnah. Oh, boy, she looks fabulous. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. And I want you to get her for me, to be my wife. Big decision with no facts. It's really important for you to see Samson's problems started with his eyes and Samson's problems ended with his eyes. It was amazing how he could not see. Now, we can do a whole study here, and you heard me talk about neuroplasticity before, and and how you, you, your brain can be programmed and how you can see things and see them wrong. And your brain's like plastic, it can be trained. And you believe it or not, you can make some really wrong assumptions. And I, I just, I think it's a fascinating thing when you fast forward a little bit in his life in chapter 16, he ends up, I'm sorry, verse three, I'm skipping ahead here. Verse three of chapter uh, 14, his father's mother said to him, this is what they told him, is there no woman among the daughters of the, your brethren or among my people that you must go and get a wife from this uncircumcised, big word people, uncircumcised, say that word please, come on. Philistine. This, these people are out of covenant with God. Genesis chapter 17 records the covenant that God made with Abraham. And he said, listen, I want you on the eighth day to circumcise all, all, your, all your male children. And I want to mark them in a way that they would always remember in a very personal way, that the leaders of the family would always remember they're in covenant with God. 
when they're in the most intimate time of their life, they'd remember. When they're tempted several days, several times a day, he would remember, I'm in covenant with God. God wanted to be private and personal. And so he says, this woman is from a tribe that's uncircumcised, which was common in that culture. And he said, listen, can you find somebody else? Has anybody ever tried to talk you out of this? Can, can, you, can you possibly find somebody who's not a gangbanger? Is there any possibility? And so you just sit there and you think, no, no, no. And this is what he tells him. He says, listen, get her for me. She pleases me well. Well, how do you know she pleases you well? You just saw her. And here's a, here's a sidebar I didn't mention in the last service, but it's pretty profound. His parents gave in to it. It's amazing how parents sometimes give up the power. And you just give in because you want them to be happy. In this culture, he would have been locked in with nothing he could do. He could never have done it. They opened the door for him to take these next steps. And I'm not going to read the story. You can read it on your own. But it's a phenomenal story of a guy. He doesn't get the woman, by the way. He doesn't. It doesn't work out. The father gives it to somebody else. Probably looked at him and says, oh, no. But the dad, start, because of this, because the dad does this, Samson goes bananas and kills a bunch of people and the attacks a bunch of Philistines. And so this whole judgment of the Philistine comes. And the book of Judges is about God judging people. And so Samson was the tool that God used to whip the Philistines. But I want you to understand from a love standpoint, this is a guy making bad choices. So he, he moves from her and he goes to another woman named Delilah, which is what we often do. We start off with one bad choice and we go to the next one because we still like barbecue. <laughs> and so he ends up with Delilah, who say, who's worse. And, and now she goes through this whole thing of trying to figure out why is he strong. And the Philistines came to him and came to her and said, listen, you know, this guy Samson is beating up a whole lot of our people, killing a bunch of our people when he's mad. So listen, why don't you find out where his strength comes from? And so she starts questioning him, and he, she starts, you know, Samson, if you love me, you tell me, how are you so strong? How do you do these things with your muscles? And so finally, you know, she, he lies to her two or three times. And, you know, you, you ever seen people, did you not see that? You just want to go, then she lied to you once, right? Then she lied to you again. She told him once, she said, he said, she said, how, if you love me, you tell me where your strength comes from. He said, okay, if you tie me up with ropes, then uh, I can't do anything. So guess what she does? Ties him up with ropes. Wait, he falls asleep. He's always falling asleep. He falls asleep. <laughs> and she says, wake up, the Philistines are upon you. And then he breaks loose, and, and she says, you lied to me again. Now, at some point, you go, ding, 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 ding. You ever had somebody that's really slow? <laughs> and just because they love God doesn't mean they're not slow. You can be saved, sanctified, filled with the Spirit, and slow. Very slow. So, long story short, fast forward this guy's life, chapter 16, verse 21, the Philistines took him, put his eyes out. He finally tells her, you know, he says, cut my hair off and that will do it because he was a Nazarite. It was a Nazarite vow, a covenant with God you made, and he wasn't supposed to cut his hair. He wasn't supposed to drink. He wasn't supposed to do a lot of stuff he did. And so, in the end, he cuts his hair. She cuts his hair. He falls asleep again. She cuts his hair. He needs to stay awake. She cuts his hair. And the Philistines took him, verse 21 of Judges 16, put, up, put out his eyes, there you go, his eyes are gone now, and brought him down to Gaza. The very thing that, that, that brought temptation to his life, he lost. I, can I say this? I've seen people who compromise 
for something and lose it. He looks at his eyes, and now he can't see. Philistines took him, put out his eyes, and brought him down to Gaza. They bound him with bronze fetters, and he became a grinder in the prison. Now, I want you to note this is the end of the story for me as far as this guy goes, but I want you to learn the lesson. Imagine walking around that place in chains thinking, I should not have dated that woman. <laughs> have you ever done that? You have been in that place where you thought, man, this was a bad decision. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth going to the gym with her. I'll leave it like that. I won't paraphrase it anymore. <laughs> going to the gym is sometimes expensive. I'm trying to code it. Do you get it? Yes. Say amen if you got it. Amen. If it's slowly coming to you, ask your neighbor after church. <laughs> Here's a lesson you learn from all of this, all right? First of all, God does not support all relationships. Say it with me, please. Come on. God does not support all relationships. God does not support all love relationships, even if you love them. He'd say, this is bad for you. And here's what he said. This is Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 2. And when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant. You shall make no what? Covenant with them, nor show mercy to them, nor shall you make marriage with them. You shall not give your daughters to their sons, nor... Uh, take their daughters for your son, for they will turn. Here's what they'll do. They'll turn your, your, your sons away from following me to serve other gods. They used to use this verse a long time to say you can't marry across racial lines as if somehow crazy doesn't come in all colors. That's not what God is saying. This is not about that. You know, you don't get, this is about marrying somebody that turns you away from God. That's the big issue. And then he says what will happen is they'll turn you away, verse 4, from Deuteronomy 7, verse 4, They'll turn you, uh, your sons away from following me to serve other gods. So the anger of the Lord will be aroused against you and destroy you. You're going to make God angry with you. He said, that, that's why I don't want you to just marry anybody. I don't want you to just be in love with anybody. You have to really pause for a minute and ask yourself, am I, am I, am I more in love with them than I am with God and my future and my plans for my life? There are four insights from Samson's love life that really touched me. Number one. Samson saw the woman and based his relationship choice on assumptions rather than proven facts that are verified by others. Say with me, say verified, verified. By, others. by others. This is what you have to realize when you're quote in love. You are probably a little crazy. You are not in your right mind. You have seen them and you are caught up on. And, and really, biologically, there are things happening in you. That, that are, that, you know, endorphins and things are flying around and, oh, I just felt so good when I saw his eyes. Well, that's fine. They, they won't always look that way, I promise you. <laughs> you know, you, you look at him now and you see one way, right? And you said, listen, I'm telling you, I... That's the anointing. You saw that, didn't you? Didn't you see? You saw that and I beat the thing up. Y'all, I'm, I'm destroying church property. It's all good. Hallelujah. If you don't know what happened, it's falling apart. That's what's happening. <laughs> but what's interesting is when you, when you first date a person and you, you're really feeling it and you're really excited and you're really feeling great, you can't tell where you are. That's why you need somebody outside of you to say, here's what you see. You need some piece, somebody's clapping on that point, right? You're seeing it? You can't see. And, and, and there's something valuable about that outside look. There's something that speaks to you because you can't see. That's 
That's why a lot of times people say, well, no, no, I saw it in print. We had a discussion right here. He said he was handsome. Yes, yes, and he looks good. Yeah, but then on the small print, it's there, but he doesn't work. <laughs> the small print said, you can't tell her anything when she's mad. You know, look at the small print. That's what you find out when you interact with the family. That's what you find out when you interact with the cousins. That's what you find out over time. You discover things. You learn all kinds of things that you didn't know. And I'm telling you, I was blind. I did some things that were blind. Can I give you some dumb things I did? You ready? You don't care? What? I, I thought about it the other day. You know, I, I thought that all women could sew. I did. I thought all the women, because they were women, that they naturally just are born with the ability to sew. So I had a little string hanging off of my shirt, a, a jacket or something, you know. It was a nice jacket. It was a jacket. And it was nice. And, and I, was in, I was in college, you know. I thought, oh, this girl, so she was sitting there, and she said, oh, I can get that for you, right? And so I said, well, she's a girl. Sure, she can get it. That girl about to rip up my clothes. <laughs> she, <laughs> I said, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Stop, don't, that's enough. I fixed it. She, about to, she didn't know what she was doing. I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I was blind. A lot of times you're blind, you can't see. You don't know where you are because you're so caught up in what you see. It was another girl. I'm still looking for her. I was, um, I, I probably shouldn't tell this, but I'm going to tell it. All right, all right, raise your right hand, raise your right hand, raise your right hand. Put your hand up, hand up. You're not going to tell anybody, right? This is it between me and you. This is it. I used to sell Avon. I told you, don't tell anybody. Quiet. We made a promise you raised your right hand. Didn't you do it? I, did. I was an entrepreneur. I did. I sold Avon. Let me see you. Not, yes, I did. I sold Avon. I have not ever said that, but it's all wet in here, right? What's, what's said in here stays in here, right? This is it. That includes you streaming people, too, don't you? All right. So I was this little part-time thing. I thought so. I started, so I got, you know how you buy your product, right? And so this fine girl, before I met my beautiful wife, this fine girl. <laughs> some of you heard me tell this sad story. So I, so I, you know, I, I gave her the stuff because, you know, she was fine. I knew she'd pay me. I'm still looking for her right now. And if you're looking, I want my money. She still ain't paid me. I was so enamored with her looks and cuteness. I didn't think, you know what? I went bankrupt. Whole business went out of I went, <laughs> I did. I, you know, I gave her so much product, I couldn't make it back. And it was my first bankruptcy over a woman. You're saying that's sad, aren't you? You say, he's sitting there saying that's so sad. You said it in public. I just, how do you say? But you know, but I want to make the point. It's amazing how you can't see. Samson could not see. You're sitting there reading Samson's story, and you say, but Samson made excuses for the obvious things Delilah did. It was obvious. Samson's relationship, watch this now, caused him to lose everything, like my business, right? Even his life, he was the enslaved because of his love choice. And let me tell you, I've seen it over and over again. I have seen it too much. I see it in this job, I see it every day. I'm counseling all the time, I see it all the time. And I, I want you to pause for a minute and back up and say, am I on the right road? Now, four things and I'm done for the day, you ready? Five things, brother, I'm sorry, that can keep your love life on the right road. You ready? Love your God. Love your God. 
Love your God. Jesus said to, to, to his disciples in Matthew 22, 37, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first great commandment. Love your God. Here's the second one. Ready? Love yourself. Say love yourself. Come on. You know, it's, it's always amazing that people are looking for somebody, right? You're looking for somebody that can make you into somebody. You're looking for somebody that can make you whole. Here's what I believe. Don't look for somebody to make you whole. Be whole yourself. Amen. Be somebody. Come on, amen. Be somebody. And there's something about, about you coming to that moment when you're not looking for somebody to make you happy and make you whole. You're whole in yourself. You know, you love yourself. And then here's what happens. It spills over to loving your neighbor. Because he said, then love your neighbor as you love yourself. That, that, that's a powerful thing that happens. And then you have the power, I threw these in for free, to, to, to dream. You love your dream. It's something that excites you and it makes you excited. Your whole life lights up because you get up in the morning, you love your God, you love yourself. Then you can love your neighbor. You share with them what's already happening in your life. And then you end up having a dream that you love. You get up in the morning and you think about your dream. What is your dream? Diane has a dream. That, my goal is to help her dream. What is her dream? It's not just about me. And then here's, here's something that's really scary. Love your future. Not just your future with somebody. I mean, I've been married for 35 years. I love Diane, and, but I, I'm telling you, I mean this with all my heart, and I'm, but, but it's not enough. It can't be just we dream together. I need to feel that Ricky Temple, that's my name, Ricky Ricardo Temple is a happy guy. Ricky Ricardo Temple gets up and loves his life. Diane Florence Bryan Temple, say it all. Y'all were telling me to say her whole name, you know. Say my whole name with her neck all bobbing at me. But when Diane Florence Bryan Temple gets up in the morning, does she feel whole as a person? Be somebody and you'll get somebody. Be happy and you will find yourself transformed. Don't always need somebody. Find, always trying to find somebody who needs. I, I need a man who has a paycheck. I need a man. You, who is the, who is the, won't you be somebody? Don't just need somebody. Be somebody. And you'll be surprised. You'll come together and you'll be and she'll be and then you'll be together. How about an amen to that? Come on. Praise God. Now I'm going to close with my last story. Last illustration. You know, I, I was... There's something about feeling good about yourself. I was, and when you feel good about yourself, you want people to feel good about you. I got mad today. I had an attitude. I had to pray. I had to repent. I did. I told God I'm not going to be that way again. I was out someplace today. And, or this morning. I, or, uh, anyway, so I was showing somebody my picture, my, my grandbaby. This is such Hold on. It's all good. And I showed them. And I got mad because they didn't look long enough. I thought they didn't look long enough. I got a little attitude, but I'm over that now. I'm not going to be like you people. I'm, I'm under control again. <laughs> but you know what? When you're excited about something and you're showing somebody something that you've got, you want them to be happy with you. You want them to dream with you. You want them to be excited, but sometimes they can't be. So you got to be all by yourself. Come on, amen. You got to be happy by yourself. You got to learn how to lift your hands up and shout and praise your God and celebrate your life. Why don't you get up on your feet? Why don't you give God a big shout? Why don't you stop everything for just a moment? Give God a big shout. Come on, whistle, yell, scream, tell God you're happy. Hallelujah, Father, we give you glory. We give you glory and we give you honor. Hallelujah, come on, people, come on. Come on, shout and give God praise.
Father, today we come to you and we thank you for this opportunity to gather in your name. We lay before you every burden, every issue. I love choices. Some have been smart, some haven't been smart, but we're trying. Thank you for giving us the, the chance to try. And thank you for giving us life to keep on trying. I pray for those who have given up on love today. Can I take a moment? I, I just, I, I didn't feel this in the last service, but I, I want to just, I want to do something that might be helpful. I just, I, and I know I'm just going to take just a minute. I'm not going to take long, I promise. If you are in a state of, of hurt because of a love relationship that you just, you just, and this is kind of awkward, but I, I just really need to do this because I feel, I feel it. And you want me to pray for you. This is an issue for, in some way. For some of you, it's, okay, I, I was hurt by one. I'm believing for one. I'm scared of one. Don't know how to get one. I just need you to pray for all that, Jesus. Just come on to the altar, I'm praying. Come on, come on. Come on down. Come on to the altar. Come on. If you're in there somewhere, come on, come on, come on, come on. If you're in there somewhere, come on down here. I'm praying for people today. Come on, come on. I'm waiting on you. Come on, you're in there somewhere. Come on. You're in there somewhere. Come on down here, come on, come on down here, come on, come on down here, all of you, come, come, come on, I'm waiting on, come on, give them all the big hand clap, come on, come on, come on, I'm waiting on you, come on down here, come on, come on, I'm waiting on you, come on, come on, come on, I'm waiting on you, 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 come on down here, you know, some of you men, you scared to come on, come on, you know, you too, you just as wounded as scared and don't know and you may be in one and don't know whether to stay in or get out or what to do or how to believe but God is able come on God is able people God is able father I lift up everyone here everyone in their seat everyone home everyone who has a a a, a pain that they're trying to fix they're trying to find their way mm-hmm can I stop praying and look at you for a second see this was this is your problem if I can speak frankly. Who, who, who you think you're the only one in love? You think you're the only one who had a bad experience? You think it's embarrassing for you to say, man, I'm, I'm, this, is, this is the area for me. Samson, this was the area. Everything that went wrong in Samson's life started with this. And for some of you, that is the issue. These choices, your relationship, your marriage, your, this, the dynamics in your life and this love issue. It, it keeps coming back. Your kids, you watch it every day. They are crying because of the choices they make here. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna open the door again. If you wanna come down, you might be coming for somebody close to you. you. There's something in your life. You see the connection. Come on down, I'm praying for people. Give the Lord one more big hand clap if you, if you need to come. I'm, I believe that there are people. Come on, I see people. I'm telling you, I see it. Come on, I'm waiting on you. I know this is connected, I know it is. I know it is. I know it's a real issue. It's not a sign of weakness. It's just life. It's just so, it's so much life. You know, I, I'm going to do a whole, I'm going to do, you ready? Buckle up, close your ears. I'm going to do a sermon series on sex. I really am. Shh, don't tell anybody. But I am, because I need to do this. I need to talk about this stuff. You guys, you know, this is what's wrecking lives. This is what's destroying people. I, I, I decided I'm going to announce the month so you can miss church the whole month. I think I'm going to do four sermons. So that you can miss, some of you can you stream in that week. Somebody says, I ain't coming. I'm going to be listening. He's sitting on the front row. God cares. Come on, say amen. God cares about your intimate life. He cares about you. And he wants this to be a healthy part of your life. Now, let me pray for you. Father, I pray for everyone here, everyone home, everyone that 
that's, that's listening. I pray the hand of God be upon them. Help them in the love area of their life. In their choices, in their relationships, in their pain, heal their hearts. Some have lost hope. Some no longer believe in it anymore. Some are confused. They're not sure who to pick. They're not sure when the right one's coming. They're not sure what to do. It feels like the picking slim. But that's okay. If they just be who they're supposed to be. If that's all that, we'll focus on being, not needing. God, I believe you're going to bless them. The Bible said God will supply all of our needs. Hallelujah. It's not some man's responsibility. It's not some job's responsibility. It's not a pastor's responsibility. It's God's responsibility. Lord, we just want to put ourselves in the right place so we can receive from you. And so I ask you in Jesus' name to let the hand of God be strong upon your people today. And may they, with their hands lifted, surrender to you. This whole area of their life, lift those hands up high. We lift this area, we surrender it to you. And we trust you. Heal our hearts, deliver our minds, free our spirits. And we give you all the glory. And we give you all the honor in the precious name of Jesus. Now say this with me, please. Say, I believe God will meet me. God will provide for me. I don't have to be worried or afraid. My past is not a predictor of my future. What happened to me doesn't have to keep happening to me. I believe my God has my life in my hand, in his hand, not in the enemy's hand. I will drive my life with God's help to a new place of victory, love, and blessing. In Jesus' name. Give God a big hand clap. Come on. Come on. In Jesus' name. Come on. Come on. Come on. In Jesus' name. Blessing, healing, grace, and power. I know some of you want me to say this one day you're going to look in the mirror you're going to see that nice person standing next to you and all your life is going to be just wonderful okay I can say that to you but let me tell you what's going to happen when you have that nice person they can't do it all if you don't be something you'll never be happy with anybody because nobody is permanent you understand what I'm saying to you so you, you can't you have to understand even if you get somebody good it's only for a season and so you got to learn how to be somebody you got to learn how to be that person that God made you to be and God's power will help you rise above it all so come on amen come on amen hallelujah come on church hallelujah Praise God. Every head bowed, every eye closed where you're standing. Father, if there's anybody here that doesn't know you today, after hearing this message as Savior, they've heard the message, they're clear. They need to start a walk with God. They need to get their lives on a new road. I pray this is the beginning of a, of a new day for them. 